from the Mercy One Studio. Be not afraid. Jesus is on the way to encounter you. Join Father Fabian Moncada every Tuesday at 9 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Also tune in Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for Be Not Afraid in Spanish. Now, hear the good news and be not afraid. Be Not Afraid is underwritten by Associated Ophthalmologists and Dream Dirt, Farm Real Estate and Auction Services. Good morning. Welcome to Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM. Be Not Afraid. Welcome this Holy Week, this uh, Holy Thursday, Holy Tuesday, sorry. Help us to understand this very interesting Holy Week that the Lord provides us. Let us begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Grant, Amen. we pray, Almighty God, that though in our weaknesses we fail, we may be revived through the passion of, which, of your only begotten Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever, Father, Amen. Son, and the Holy Spirit. Father P.J., good morning. Good morning, Father Fabian. Good to have you here. Uh, Father, could you please share with us how was your uh, celebration of Alpine Sunday under these particular circumstances? You know, I think I think all things considered, things went remarkably well. Um, we uh, we blessed palms on Thursday and then had them available for people to take home um, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And they're still out there, so people can still come get them. But the idea was that they would come get them before the Palm Sunday service. Um, and then uh, we also had tapers out next to the palms for people to to to, to bring back for the Easter vigil. Um, um, and... Uh, And then um, we invited people to bring non-perishable food items. Uh, now, most of the food banks and stuff are, are not taking donations right now because of the virus. Things will have to go through quarantine. But Holy Thursday night, of course, is a traditional evening um, to gather up food for the poor. And so we're still going to do that just without the people. So they, they were able to leave their food when they came to get their palms on Sunday. What's well, a little bit different to celebrate this massive celebration, the opening of the Holy Week, like a Palm Sunday without congregation. Eh? That's right. That's it's, right. It's a little bit uh, more intimate, but at the same time, a little bit nostalgic. I mean, I said that we are not capable in terms of these quarantine conditions to enjoy with the people of God this main entrance from our Lord to Jerusalem. Yep. Yep. I'm with you. So then... Father, we have Holy Thursday, and we have many symbolic elements that part of this amazing celebration. Washing of the feet. Right now, we are not to doing this, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How we can encourage our community to live in this uh, very, very symbolic expression of humility from our Lord to his disciples? So, you know, I think it's, it's important to recognize, uh, you know, the washing of the feet has become a, a, a much sort of beloved um, sign in the liturgy from people, but it is, uh, liturgically speaking, kind of new. Um, so for most of the Church's history, the washing of the feet has been a thing that we do, but has not been a thing that we do um, in the context of the liturgy, at least not the way that we're used to it now. Um, that was really part of the Holy Week reforms in the early 20th century. And so, so the, the custom prior to that, I think, is actually especially helpful in these strange times because it was a, a, a paraliturgical celebration or an outside-the-liturgy celebration, 
but that was often done by individual communities um, to, 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 to highlight sort of the, the way leadership was to be exercised in that community, right? So, right. for instance, it, it was very common in medieval Europe that the king would gather up 12 poor men, and he would wash the feet of 12 poor men rather than like his deputies or officials. And the idea there was that the, if the king, who is clearly the most important person in the kingdom, is able to get down on his hands and knees and wash the feet of the poorest and the least in the kingdom, then what it means to be a king is not what we think it means to be a king. Um, in religious communities, including the community that I was in, we, we, we would do it sometimes at Mass, since that's part of liturgy now, but it would also be done sort of in the dining room or in the chapter room, um, and it was the superior who would do the foot washing. Again, oh. to show to, to show the uh, the accent, in, since it's come into the liturgy, um, and because it came into the liturgy at the same time that active participation was, was kind of the big idea, um, uh, it, 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 like the accent has been on sort of service of others, right? But the but the um, the symbolic action that the Lord performs is is really much more profound than just be nice to other people or be of service to other people, right? It's that the person who is meant to be the head of the community is meant to be the least of those gathered. That he's really to put himself at the service of all, and that's why at, at the Holy Thursday Mass when we do it, it is the, the priest celebrant or the bishop celebrant who does it. In this, in this case, with this quarantina, will be a beautiful uh, performance by the parents with the children, correct? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I've been encouraging people to do that. Um, and, and, and even, you know, because not all households are composed the same way, right? Um, but, uh, but, but, but even, um, you know, uh, sort of parents and adult children or, or adult children and the parents that they care for, like there's all kinds of different ways that this can be be construed. Also, the collection of the gifts for the poor will be another initiative for the families to collect probably uh, money, if it's possible, or another kind of items for the people in need as well that help us to grow in, in charity as well. One thing I think almost every family, even those who don't have much in terms of means themselves much right now, but most families I know, could all stand to get rid of a fair bit of their clothing. We all have too many clothes. Correct. And while it's certainly true that in Iowa, you know, we've got four seasons, so you have to have clothes for winter and clothes for summer, right? And you get that. Um, so you, you, we might have more clothes than somebody that lives in a place with only kind of one season. Um, if you're cooped up inside and need something to do, go through your closet and just find the stuff. If you haven't worn it in the last year, you're not going to wear it. Get rid of it. Um, and, and don't just give your rat. Right. Give give nice things because because those who have less don't just need rags. They need nice things, too. Um, and then once the quarantine's lifted and the, the charitable agencies figure out how they're going to process all the things, then take your clothing, take your food, take whatever resources you have down to assist the poor there. And at the same time, remember, Father, that sometimes we are encouraged the people that charity is not when I gave things that I don't like to use for any reason. It's really that something is cost myself, you know, not uh -huh, sim uh -huh. simple uh, things that I don't longer need. So then we meet in the amazing celebration of the Holy Eucharist that will be concluding with a procession with the Blessed Sacrament. It's not nostalgic for us as a pastor to live by ourselves, may I say that, with a prudently with our brother deacons and all the potential service that help us in the minimum number for this celebration without the congregation, the Good Shepherd Day? 
sorry, I kind of got lost in that. What was the question, Father? It's not a little bit weird to celebrate that Good Shepherd, that Holy oh, Thursday, the institution of the Holy Eucharist, the institution of the priesthood right. without congregation, because we are donating yes, our life for the people of God. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. I just got got lost in the question. Um, uh, yeah, no, I. this is the strangest way to celebrate these days. Um, but, you know, one thing that I think is really interesting, this is kind of like real nerdy priest stuff, but sometimes you can learn things even from that. Um, you know, they, they're so concerned um, with, uh, the, the, the directors are so concerned with keeping people safe that they've given the extraordinary faculty for priests to celebrate, uh, to, to celebrate the Holy Thursday Mass by themselves. And if you have to have, if there's more than one priest in the parish, you can actually have more than one Holy Thursday Mass, which is not normal, right? Correct. Um, but the reason that they're doing that is, is both, right, because there's two values there, right? There's the, the health and safety and well-being of the people, but then there's also, in the spiritual life of the priest, this is our anniversary. Exactly, exactly. So it's important for the priest to be able to do this most priestly thing on this most priestly night, um, even if no one's there. I think it's helpful, you know, in some ways during this time to look back at the examples of of the priests and bishops that were locked in the camps during the war, um, you know, who very often had to celebrate Mass without a congregation because they were hiding under their bunk to do it, um, or in other really extreme situations, you know. And they might save crumbs of the Blessed Sacrament to communicate people later, but the, the celebration itself was often a solitary thing done from memory. And we are not in that situation, but in a not-as-different situation as we might have imagined a month ago. Thank you, Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio and Be Not Afraid. Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction is a licensed, accredited, and experienced farm brokerage and auction company. Learn more at DreamDirt.com, including their online auction house, FarmBid, at bid.dreamdirt.com. Dream Dirt Farm and Equipment Auction Services, farm auctions done right. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Thank you, Blessed International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessed International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessedMintInternational.org. That's BlessedMintInternational.org. Welcome back to Iowa Catholic Radio, 11.50 a.m. Father PJ with us and ending previous the break to talking about this Holy Thursday, especially the Good Shepherd that have been lead us in the middle of this uh, turmoil season. So, Father, we ending with a procession with the Blessed Sacrament in preparation to the liturgy of the Good Friday, correct? Right. Well, so, so um, you know, the, the directive this year, right, is that there's not supposed to be a regular altar proposed or anything like that. But our ordinary custom, right, is that the, the, the church, um, and this is sometimes lost in the way that 
we regularly celebrate the Eucharist in our parishes on Sunday, but, but the Eucharist um, is, is fundamentally tied to the Lord's death and resurrection. And so the ancient custom, ironically, we're all kind of put in this position this year, right? But the, the ancient custom is that the liturgy of Good Friday, um, the priest was the only one who received. Okay. Uh, and, and the idea was that you sort of cycled out of the Blessed Sacrament, you cycled out of the, the, the consecrated uh, Eucharist, for that year, and it was consumed, and then on Saturday, you would sort of start new. You were sort of renewing everything for the year. Um, and so and so the, the tradition, you know, of the, the procession with the Blessed Sacrament and setting up an altar of repose in a different place, usually, than where the tabernacle ordinarily is in your church, um, and then having the people gather around it, um, right, is really an imitation of the, of the Lord's agony in the garden. You know, couldn't you keep watch an hour with me? The people come and stay... Very often we keep vigil till midnight and then maybe celebrate Compline just a little before midnight. Um, and those are good customs. And still, you know, staying up late in our homes, uh, maybe before a, a, a home altar, a devotional altar, or an, or an image of the Lord crucified, um, uh, and, and then and then celebrating night prayer before bed or, or other devotional prayers before bed, that could still be a really wonderful thing to do. Um, uh, but the the... The move here, fundamentally, right, is, is to immerse the Christian, immerse the Christian faithful, into the mysteries of the Lord's death and resurrection. And so the, the liturgies of this week are more evocative than usual on purpose, because we're trying to solicit those emotions from people. Father, people can, during the spiritual communion, during the distribution of the, in this, this coming Holy uh, Good Friday? Mm -hmm. Of course, okay. of course. As we have been, you know, since this thing began, um, I, you know, the the, the the act of spiritual communion is a great grace for for those of us in times when we're unable to receive regular communion, sacramental communion. Um, but uh, but but of course, we all feel something missing because we're not we're not Gnostics. We're not just spirits that aren't attached to bodies. We have bodies. Right. And the reason all this matters is because we have bodies. The reason this is happening is because we have bodies, and sometimes we get sick. Right. Correct. And so. And so, um, and, and so looking for that healing remedy, which ultimately will satiate not only our souls, but our bodies, you know, it, it gives us something to look forward to when all of this finally is at an end. One of the beautiful parts of this uh, Good Friday liturgy is prayer for the needs of the world. And we are in need of a lot of prayers around the world, mm -hmm. especially under this pandemic. It will be a very crucial and very touchable moment for this liturgy in God Friday. So I think it's it's worthwhile for people to know that the the manner that the the way the intercessions are done on Good Friday, which seems like kind of a hassle, right? Because there's the introduction, and then the deacon reads the petition, and then there's a pause, and the priest reads the prayer, and you stand and you kneel and you stand and all that. Mm -hmm. That's the way the petitions were done in the Church of Rome for a very very long time. Like that happened every single Sunday, um, and I think that's probably worth just thinking about when we compose the petitions every week for the for the mass or even every day for the mass like this is more than just a kind of perfunctory this isn't this isn't what we did as kids when at the end of our night prayers we said and god bless mommy and daddy and my puppy right <laughs> this is a much more significant <laughs> absolutely and intentional sort of an action on the part of the church gathered together and not just me by myself uh, and that's true even if the church gathered together is just the priest by himself spiritually united to the faithful or virtually united to them through technology also, this Good Friday, especially in this kind of painful moment from our Savior, in this sorrowful experience with the, with the passion, help us to unite all our 
weaknesses, our fragilities, our sufferings as well with him, especially through these moments. Then we have the veneration of the Holy Cross. will be mm -hmm. a very terrific moment to, I mean, to embrace the cross with us and embrace living all our suffering, su sufferings experiences with the presence of God as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Behold the wood of the cross on which hung the salvation of the world. Um, nah, it's the, the, these are deliberately the most um, emotionally intense days of the year. The Church is doing that on purpose because she wants us to feel it, because she wants our feelings to be directed aright so that we can act right with Absolutely. Father, then we move into uh, very, very minimized decoration in order to live in this moment from our Savior in our life as well, correct? So not right. in uh, splendor, quietly, let's move in and continue in prayer. Vigilant. That's right. Vigilant. Vigilant. That's good. The veneration of the cross could be used in a, any kind of cross at the houses for the people in a very Absolutely. symbolic yeah, manner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I'm encouraging people in my parish to do is if If you have a crucifix that's in a prominent place in the home, like maybe the living room or the dining room or even the front door as you come in kind of thing, go ahead and veil it from now till Friday. And then on Good Friday, unveil the cross. And when you're watching the Good Friday service as the priest venerates the cross, have those in your home venerate the cross that's there in your house and then set it back up. But then as you pass by it, you know, because the, the Blessed Sacrament is usually not present on Good Friday, um, we do genuflect, but we genuflect To the cross, and so as you as you pass by that crucifix in your home, genuflect to it in memory of the Lord's death. Feel that little pain. Is it time for a new roof? Then it the could be time for you to get to know um, and, and, Bell and Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company right entering its thirtieth year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction. 515-963-4494. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Thank you to Mercy College of Health Sciences, downtown Des Moines, for underwriting our show, The Uncommon Good, with me, Bo Bonner. And I'm Bud Marr. A degree from Mercy College provides endless possibilities. Students have access to patients with complex medical conditions, state-of-the-art medical facilities, highly motivated healthcare professionals, and classroom professors that transform them into servant leaders. You can start the programs in fall, spring, or summer. There are endless possibilities available online at mchs.edu slash kwky. Welcome back to Iowa Catholic Radio. Uh, today, in this Holy Week, Father PJ shared with us the celebration of the Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and now we're moving forward into the Holy Thursday or Easter Vigil. So, many signs. First one, the Easter fire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, we don't have fire this year. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, 
right. So they so they've asked us not to not to build the fires this year. Actually, but before the fire, may, may I say something, Father, about the Paschal fast? Absolutely. So you know, one of the ways, the primary way in the church that we prepare for feasting is by fasting, and just oh. as there is no greater feast than Easter, both its vigil and its and its celebration on Sunday, so there's no greater fast in the church than what is called the the, the, the Paschal fast. You know, Vatican II says that the Paschal fast. Should be kept sacred and should be observed everywhere on Good Friday and where it is possible to belong throughout Holy Saturday as a way of coming to the joys of the Sunday resurrection. I remember as a kid, and I think a lot of people's experience of Lent is that by the time you get to the end of it, you're just so hungry for whatever the thing is that you gave up that you, you, you want to find the earliest time that you could potentially sneak in whatever whatever you gave up, right? But the but the vision of the church here, right, is that we should eat liturgically. So that really from the end of the Holy Thursday Mass on, on Thursday night, which really begins the celebration, right? But from that point until the Easter Vigil, that should be the most intense our fast becomes for the whole, for the whole period. Um, and so, so uh, of course, Good Friday is a day of fast and absence, the day itself, right? Um, that's by law. But the, but, the, but the intention here, right, is that really we should be abstaining as much as we can throughout Friday and Saturday, waiting in anticipation, getting as hungry as we can, Kind of like before a big meal, Thanksgiving or Christmas, right? Your mom tells you don't snack because you don't want to spoil the meal that's to come. Absolutely. Well, that's what, that's what the church is saying. Is don't snack. Don't peace on, on, on candy or, or beer or whatever you gave up right now because there's something better coming. The risen Lord is coming. And it's because it's, if we follow that through, if we're really intentional with, with, with the fast of our bodies, then when we come to the redolent symbolism, the, 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 the deep symbolism of the, of the vigil and, and of the Easter Sunday Masses, then, then the whole um, encounter has much more depth and meaning. So in this case, the, only the Easter candle will be lighted, and then right. we can process in, into the church, correct? Well, the, the, the idea really is to not even do the profession, that you would sort of begin begin there in the sanctuary, light the candle, uh, the introduction, and the, and the exalted. Oh, um, perfect, 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 perfect. So no baptisms this year? So, but we bless the holy water, correct? Yep, yep. The the, the, the blessing of the water can certainly be retained, um, but you wouldn't want to. Again, the concern is about contagion. You wouldn't want to sprinkle on people. If you know, I mean, you, you, the two, the deacons that's there with you is probably safe, right? But like, you don't want to, um, you don't want to create, you don't want to create the problem they're trying to avoid. <laughs> Absolutely. Another symbols that we can enjoy and in, not only enjoy it, also we can invite it, the, the people himself to celebrate this beautiful uh, Easter vigil, like a nice supper or something like that. Well, you know, I mean, what, I, what, I, what I would do, right, is, 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 is I, I would avoid having a big supper before the vigil. But if you're going to watch the vigil online, have something prepared for afterwards. Um, when I was in the, in the Dominicans, we would always, we, we, we would skip supper on Saturday night. But then we'd have not like a dinner dinner, but like heavy hors d'oeuvres and wine and cheese or whatever immediately after the, 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 the vigil to celebrate that he'd finally come. And, and, of course, then there, all the foods that you fasted from are suddenly there to be had again. Um, but, uh, but, you know, another thing that's really a, a wholesome practice on Holy Saturday, uh, not so much in the evening but earlier in the day, is to visit the grave. Oh, um, okay. You know, the Lord lies in the tomb. And so, and so there's an ancient custom of us visiting those who lie in the tomb waiting. You know, the, the tradition of Holy Saturday, the great homily from Holy Saturday that we read in the Office of Readings, the Lord goes down into the abode of the dead. So we go ourselves to visit the dead and stand in solidarity with the dead, um, to 
pray for them and, and, and to beseech their prayers for us from where they lie and, and pray that they are able to see the Lord face to face as the souls in the netherworld were able to see him face to face on the first Holy Saturday. And so, so, so visits to the cemetery are, because it's outside, that's the kind of thing, unless we get put on a stay in place order, right? But that's the kind of thing that a person could still very reasonably do. And so long as you're keeping appropriate distance from other people, um, that could be a good and a pious thing to do to prepare you for the celebration of Easter. Because it's rejoice and be glad because our Lord proclaimed a victory for not himself, for everybody in, in his resurrection. And we are obviously in a faithful manner living these days of the Holy Week to enjoy with him the resurrection that this world needs the life of Christ in the middle of this midnight and terrified pandemic around the world. Father, any more recommendation about these uh, Easter eggs or something like that? Uh, Easter eggs are a, a, a venerable tradition that come to us from the Christian East um, that's not automatically pagan. See, everybody's becoming a historical expert on the Internet these days, and most of them haven't been to school. Um, right. the, the, so the Easter egg is, is a tradition that comes to us from the Christian East. It's been very commercialized here in the, in the West, but there's no reason, again, especially stuck at home, that families couldn't color eggs. Um, sometimes you hide things in them, sometimes you don't. There are different ways of, of boiling the eggs so that there are things in it or not, right? But... Um, uh, so Easter eggs are a venerable thing. Um, the, 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 the bunny um, has at least some remote origins in, in Christian iconography. Um, rabbits uh, are, are, are a sign of life, and so that's not um, impossible either. I, I think what's important for us, though, is that, you know, especially today, you've been cooped up with your kids and whatever. If you want to have an Easter egg hunt in the backyard, that's a great, that's a great thing to do. That's a wonderful way to mark the day special and get the kids out of the house. Just make sure that it's done in, in the context of the overall celebration which is the Lord, correct. the Lord rising from the tomb. Correct, correct. So we are approaching the ending of this uh, program in this Holy Tuesday. So let us uh, conclude our prayer. Father, if you can guide us and encourage us in spirit and manner to live in together this Holy Week, especially under these pandemic circumstances of life. May the Lord, who has trampled down death by death and restored life to light in the gospel, raise you all to new life and heal you of all of your infirmities in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be not afraid. Happy Holy Week for everybody. God bless you. Be not afraid. Be not afraid. Jesus is on the way to encounter you. Join Father Fabian Moncada every Tuesday at 9 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Also tune in Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for Be Not Afraid in Spanish. Now, hear the good news and be not afraid. Be Not Afraid is underwritten by Associated Ophthalmologists and Dream Dirt, Farm Real Estate and Auction Services.